This is John. This is David. And this is Spencer. And this, and this is, is the Queen, Queen City, City Podcast. Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we want to thank you guys so much for joining us today for our NBA edition of the Queen City Podcast. Of course, uh, all three of us are huge NBA fans. Huge. Yes, huge. And we have a lot uh, of opinions. A lot of opinions that we want you to hear. And, you know, you might think they're shitty or you might like them, but uh, you're going to hear them. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) So uh, tonight we have the Thunder and the Warriors going on at 8 p.m. Eastern. And uh, the, it's a pretty much a, a must-win for both teams. I mean, the Warriors did win Game 5, and the Thunder are now um, feeling the pressure a little bit as they play at home. However, they do have one of the best home crowds in the NBA. So the, really, of course, the pressure, I think, would be mostly on the Warriors as it is a must-win for them. However, if the Thunder can't come up with the win tonight... They go, uh, and, and, and the Warriors force a game seven, then it's going to be pretty tough to win in Golden State. So the Thunder really are looking at a must win as well tonight. I think the pressure is pretty evenly distributed because, yeah, like you said, if the Thunder don't win tonight, I don't, I don't feel that good about OKC going into a game seven in Oakland. We just lost a couple days ago. They haven't lost two in a row there all year. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't feel good about that. I think it's a must win for the Thunder too. Absolutely, yeah, and it's a must win for the Warriors as well. <clears throat> because it's winter, go home for them. So it's for all the marbles. And you know, it seems like that the Thunder generally follow follow their two uh, superstars. You know, if if Durant and uh, Westbrook are playing at the top of their game, they're hitting their shots, they're they're distributing the basketball. The rest of the team kind of falls in line, and they tend to uh, really play well, play together. Um, but if uh, you know, the Thunder tend to get flustered at times. They end up turning the ball over a lot. Hero ball. Yeah, hero ball. Hero ball yeah. comes into the and, and it's uh it's 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 kind of tough to watch because you know that they have uh you know and that, and that was really the kind of the story of game five. I mean, as well, well as well, as close as the score was, you really felt like the Thunder should have won that game, but they didn't. And um and I think that it was largely in part due to the fact that you know Westbrook and Durant they shot I think it was fifty one times combined. That's and a lot. Fi- yeah, and Dude, that's a lot. Durant yeah. dropped 40. Westbrook had 29. But he they dropped- both had good games, and they still lost. You, you, you got to look at it, though. He dropped 40 points on 31 attempts, yeah. which is pretty, pretty high. That's not very And he efficient. missed a big-time three at the end of the game that would have pulled them within it did. three. three but I think, yeah. I think at the end of the game, though, you definitely felt like the, the Thunder had, had – <laughs> did not lose their confidence. They walked off the court feeling very confident that they get they they should have won. won, and it really just came down to a few misses, a few turnovers that really cost them the game. Right. So the the Warriors is you know obviously they're happy that they're not going home. One of those but, key turnovers was a Durant turnover. Right, right. Chef Curry took it from him. Yeah, so I and mean, Curry I, also went off in the fourth quarter too. Absolutely. So at the end of the day, I think it really just uh you know the the Thunder left feeling like okay we got Game Six. And uh, I think that was pretty evident in their body language as, uh, as they were walking off the court and even in their post-game interviews. You know, Durant and Westbrook felt like, okay, we, gotta, you know, we have a chance to go home and play in front of the best, best fans in the NBA. And um, one of the loudest arenas in the NBA really put the pressure on the Warriors and do what we do. So as a Thunder fan myself, I'm really, really excited. I know Spencer joins me in that. However, David yes. here, 
He is a Warriors fan. For what reason? I have no idea. No, no, no idea. one's quite sure why he's a Warriors fan, but yeah, uh, you know, hey, to each his own. You know? yeah. To each yeah, his own. That's right. So, so uh, yeah, for the Warriors. So and then I'm outnumbered uh, here. And then uh, additionally, <laughs> uh, last night the Cleveland Cavaliers um, entered into their uh, eliminated. Excuse me, eliminated the the Raptors and entered into their. Uh, I guess LeBron's sixth straight finals appearance. Which is insane. Yes. With yeah. two different teams. Amazing. Yeah, two different teams. I mean, it really goes to show, I mean, regardless of your feelings about LeBron, of course, I'm not a huge fan of him. I'm, I'm really hoping that the Thunder and the Cavs um, make it to the finals. So that way, KD LeBron matchup. Yeah, KD LeBron matchup. It's one of the best matchups. And I it's honestly great. think, you know, Kyrie and, and Westbrook, too, is also a great matchup. Absolutely. So I, I think uh, that'll be great. Um, however, you know, that. You know, we'll see the how that actually ends up tonight. But Durant needs a chance to redeem himself because he's always gotten beat by LeBron in the playoffs in the past. Yeah, and he's actually played really bad against LeBron. So yeah. it would be nice to see KD redeem himself. But I'm still rooting for the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, now, and then on on the other hand of all that, uh, the Raptors make it. You know, the farthest they've ever made it in the uh, in the uh, the fin- or excuse me in the playoffs. However, they do fall short at home, um, and they, they kind of just really lost their composure uh, in games, uh, you know, five and six. And uh, it was... Uh, one and not, two were awful. Yeah, too. one and two were awful. You know, and that's kind of been the story of the NBA playoffs. It's generally been a blowout for most of these games, you know, uh, for, the home, for the home team the they've home been team. winning. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's never really been quite this lopsided before in the NBA finals. I mean, generally the... the, the the road team travels pretty well, and they, they can hold their own. But this year has been um, kind of a different story, and it just kind of goes to show the importance of home, of home, home court and uh, really battling it out as much as you can during the regular season. Well, Golden State got beat at home by the Thunder. And did they steal one in OKC, too? I think they did, right? No, yeah. so no, no, no. They won, won, no, they won one two. game away. Oh, no. no they, they, won, they won two in a row. In OK, or no, the OKC won two in a row in OKC. The first two games were split. Yeah, that's right. Thunder won the first game. Warriors won the second game. And then back in Oakland recently, the Thunder Warriors won. Warriors won in Oakland. So you definitely have the feeling that the, the uh, Warriors are going to come in with a lot of confidence into this game tonight because they also feel like, okay, we can beat this team. That last game was a huge confidence booster for them. Um, so we're going to have – like I said, this game tonight is really going to be, you know, switching back to this, uh, this series – um, you know, this game tonight's really going to be really, really intense, and uh, I think it's definitely going to come down to um, turnovers, which team has the most turnovers, and uh, as far as, uh, not, not only that, but, um, you know, points off for turnovers. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a huge deal because the Thunder is such a huge team in transition and uh, really, really hard to stop. And then also, on the other end of that, you know, you have guys like Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson who, in transition, can pull up from the three-point line at any minute and uh, really just changed the momentum of the game. There was a clip um, in game, uh, game, five, game four when the Thunder were playing at home that TNT showed of the Thunder's defense on Steph Curry when he was coming off of screens. And the Thunder were switching when they were supposed to on, at every single time that a screen was set for Curry. And he was not left alone at all. And that's why the Thunder won those two games because their defense – was playing the way that we've always wanted the Thunder's defense to play. Right. And if they can lock in and they can do that again, replicate that at home tonight, then I think they have a really good chance to, to, beat, to beat the Warriors. 
Absolutely. I think they do have a chance, a, a good chance at beating the Warriors. I think that what the game comes down to, in my opinion, is small ball. Like, uh, the Warriors have their death lineup where <clears throat> um, Draymond Green is their five man. He's their big guy, and they just play small ball, and they play fast. And no one all year has been able to keep their pace and play as fast as them, which is what blows my mind so much about OKC is they switch to their small lineup with Ibaka at the five, and they're out fasting golden state they're playing faster and beating golden state virtually at their own that their own game game. yeah Yeah. so really for the first time all year golden state needs to slow the game down and go to their big lineup and and use their bigs to be able to beat okc because they cannot beat them playing fast okc is just too athletic too young too fast isn't that crazy though about uh, game five you know steve kerr finally said okay our our small ball lineup is dead it died i mean after 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 game three and four Yep. You know, it really did die. And so what did Steve Kerr do? He said, okay, we're going to play big again. And they came back, and they played big, and they beat the Thunder at the game that, you know, they originally beat the Spurs at. You know, they, they, that's how that's how the Thunder beat the Spurs is by playing big. Yeah. And uh, their bigs couldn't, um, you know, the, the Spurs bigs could not match up against the Thunder. So I think tonight is going to be a game of chess. You know, whenever the, the Warriors go big, I think the Thunder will go big. When the Warriors go small, I think the Thunder will go small. And it's just going to be, I honestly, think, I think coaching is going to be huge. Yes. It is. It will be tonight. <clears throat> That's one thing I've loved as I've gotten older as a sports fan is watching the coaching adjustments, how much stuff they really do to fix the problems that are going on. Right. I think it's so cool to watch that right. and watch how great some of these coaches are. Like Popovich is a legend, obviously. And then Billy Donovan, no one thought he was going to be worth a dump. And he mm-hmm. has really shown he's in these playoffs that he is on his A game. Yeah. He's a rookie doubts. coach. Yeah, he's right. a rookie coach. I, I had my first year. I mean, how, how many how many of us after the regular season really felt like Billy Donovan was going to be? I didn't. No. I, I wasn't. I, much I, different than Scott Brooks. I mean, you know, you almost wondered right. like why why not give Scott Brooks one more year, exactly. two more years at least exactly. to finish out with their their term with uh, Westbrook and Durant. But you know, in the playoffs, I think you're really seeing the biggest difference between Scott Brooks and Billy Donovan. The poise, the uh, the coaching adjustments, and then I'm sure obviously having Mo Cheeks back is a, Mo is Cheeks a huge. Is very helpful. You know, he yeah. he he and uh, Westbrook have a very close relationship, mm-hmm. and of course Mo Cheeks being a great great point guard and back in his day and winning a championship has uh, you know probably played uh, a huge part in giving those guys confidence and uh, advice throughout the uh, the playoffs so far. Exactly for sure. Yeah. So. I think it's awesome. Uh, I think these playoffs have been great i just think that the east is so weak compared to the west right. like i feel I like whoever really... wins this series is going to take the title you know i don't think the Cavs can be either team okc or the or mm-hmm. the warriors really mm-hmm. they well, haven't and, really been tested yeah you know, and, in this but, playoffs. and that's the thing i think though easy i think the the Cavs are probably rooting for the thunder to win because they they in during the regular season i, I don't think i think uh they played three times and the Cavs won two out of uh two or yeah two out of three and if I'm not mistaken on that, I'm pretty sure it was twice because I think we played teams in the East twice. That's how the oh, oh right, right, East played teams in the West twice. But no, we did lose twice. We got so, blown yeah, out at home be, yeah. by them bad. Yeah. And uh, then we went there and, and you know, it was a little bit closer, but we, we still lost. So yeah. I think that people might need to give a little bit more credit to what the, uh, what the Cavaliers have done in this postseason because even though they've had an easy road, it's still the playoffs. And Every night, those guys are going out there and giving it their all. I mean, if you watched any of the first series with um, the Cavaliers and the Pistons, I mean, most of those games were 
coming down to the wire and just Detroit couldn't close them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like three of the four games. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I think it's definitely definitely something to say to, to – to the Cavaliers for what they have done in the playoffs, but again, they haven't been tested like an OKC or a Golden State. Well, has. and I right. think, and I think if you look at Detroit's lineup, it matches up pretty well with, or excuse me, there's a lot of similarities between Detroit's lineup mm-hmm. and OKC's lineup, there and is. that's what makes me think that the Cavaliers would have a harder time with uh, OKC than they would with Golden State. You know, I think the Cavaliers can match up better against a small lineup, but when it comes to, I mean, they have Timothy Mozgov, yes, they have Tristan Thompson, yes. However, I don't think those guys are much of a matchup for Steve. I mean, how big has Steven Adams been? Oh, I mean, that guy, that guy is yeah, huge. He comes out of nowhere. I mean, he's he tough. He's rugged. Contributing. He's, man, rebounds. He's, contributing he's ex- on the offensive side. Extremely he's, durable. Gets kicked in the yeah, yeah. in the privates or whatever, in the groin, <laughs> in the balls. Shrugs it off. Uh, Shrugs it off. Nuts. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't have a big It was head an about accident. It. Draymond Green did not do it on purpose. Yeah, and I do. I will say, though, you know, in the most recent game, in game five, you saw... Uh, Draymond Green kick his leg up again and actually hit Durant in like almost the shoulder. I mean, he kicked his leg up really, really high. So I do see yeah. that that's a trend. And Draymond, you know, but I do. I mean, still, regardless of whether that's a trend or not, I do think that players need to be at least warned that you can't just kick your leg up because I mean, yeah, yeah eventually you, you know, yeah, you kick it, you kick it up that. some at some point and you're gonna hit someone in the nuts. You know, yeah. I mean, that's just yeah. that's just, just the way how it is. yeah, just the way it is. So I, I do agree. think well, I, Draymond Green did get his fifth technical the other night in the postseason. So if he gets two more technicals, he's suspended again. No, he gets any regardless. flagrant. If he gets any flagrant, any too, flagrant, he's, he's, he's also suspended. suspended. Game flagrant one, yeah. flagrant two, and that's and what he plays with so much emotion. And I love him, but man, he has been having a tough go of it lately. His game has been horrible. Mm-hmm. He's been frustrated. He's an emotional player already as it is. So all this pressure and all this stress on him is not making it any better. Mm-hmm. And he does tend to get out of control sometimes. And I he, wish he would control that because he, he is a really good player. He tries to get in Steven Adams' head, you can tell. And I've, I've noticed this with Steven Adams. Mm-hmm. When, when players play up against him, he will silently get in their head. And he, mm-hmm. he does the same thing to Blake Griffin. Um, and DeAndre Jordan, whenever mm-hmm. he plays the Clippers, and he's doing the same thing to Draymond. Draymond just tries to bait him into, you know, getting into like a, you know, getting into like an argument or just right. like to get him to overreact, and it doesn't happen. And yeah, I think that's I, one of the things that's for a guy that young, that's extremely impressive. Yeah, and I don't know if you guys remember, but his his first playoffs, uh, we were in the series against Memphis, and uh, it was I, I think it was a game five. The Thunder were up three to two, and. Um, uh, Zach Randolph, like he ended up just mm-hmm. kind of getting into it with Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph reacted and uh, ended up getting suspended for the next game. And that's when the Thunder took the series. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that was, I think that was two seasons ago. And uh, yeah, I mean, it just kind of goes to show the uh, the importance of uh, you know someone like Stephen Adams and uh, you know just his ability to to get into into the opponent's head and Absolutely. and uh, yeah. I'm yeah. just excited. I'm I've heard excited a lot so. about Stephen Adams is really good about getting in people's heads. Yes. I don't. I don't think he does it silently. I'm sure he's talking and he's saying things that are getting into people's heads. He's probably mm-hmm. a really good trash talker, which you should be in the NBA because a lot of that game is mental. I mean, mm-hmm. if you get frustrated and you start missing shots, you're you know he's you're men- never going to get out of it. And he's mentally tough. I mean, which, you can just yeah, tell. Yes, yeah. and that's another thing that I love about Westbrook is he can miss and miss and miss and miss and miss, and he will not stop shooting because he. He is confident in his ability, and he knows the shots will drop eventually. Mm-hmm. He always comes back. Even if he's like 0-11 through the first half, he'll come out in the thir- third quarter and just start shooting again and right. start making shots eventually. He yeah. always turns it around somehow. And I think a lot of people... Beast. 
I mean, a lot of people can say, too, that's a really frustrating thing about Russell Westbrook is because sometimes when you watch him play, he does get into that mode where he just keeps shooting and shooting. There's a lot of times when there's other players that are open or, you know, you're yelling at your TV like, God damn it, Westbrook, make a fucking pass. And But, you know, it it used to be more, you know, in the previous years, he would tend to kind of overdo that and just like you know try to fuck you know try to try to win a game on his own mm-hmm. and then oh, yeah. like end up fucking it up in the fourth quarter. <clears throat> he's really great about um, and he's, bouncing. he's better about that now. And he's, he's great about bouncing back. I mean, you know, whenever he you know he's 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 a lot more truthful about his game now. I think it was uh, game three versus the Spurs. Whenever he had some really costly turnovers at the end of the game, we should have won that game and mm-hmm. we ended up winning like. Or losing a hundred to ninety six, I think yep. it was. Yep. Yeah. And um, you know, he yep. in, in the in the post game press conference, he he just took the blame. He said, you know, I I got to play better. I can't take that many shots. I got to find more sh- uh, shots for my teammates. And what did he do? He came back the next game. And had I think he had like a near triple double. Yeah. And, yep. He did man. And up. Uh, and game. he you know he took the, took the blame. He saw it mm-hmm. and he you know he fixed his problems. And so I right. kind of expect that tonight too as well, considering that last game uh, wasn't exactly the best, but. Man, I mean, I feel like we could talk about this all yeah, all day. We should, we should wrap this up. Uh, we should all day. Wrap so it up. let's Last end the thing pod. I want to say though, real fast before we go, is uh, Westbrook did something change in Westbrook's game where he figured out if he passes the ball, he can be a triple double machine, and he was all year triple double. So it is great that he's spreading the wealth because it, he is he can be a triple double any night. He, he just he take, he caught. I mean, he basically gets so much attention because of his athletic ability. The fact that no one person can guard him. There's no one can guard him. He's unguardable. He's unguardable. So, I mean, the help defense has to be there. And when the help defense is there, somebody's open. Mm -hmm. And his ability to find the open man is really grown over the years. He's he's really cutting out all those crazy passes. I mean, yes, we do see it every now and then, the, the, the crappy turnovers or whatever. But, I mean, those are... Few and far between. So anyway, um, so we, yeah, just to recap, game uh, six tonight in OKC at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. Hey, you guys want to do predictions, scores? Yeah, yeah we should do. Yeah. Let's do yeah. predictions. Okay. All right, you go first, John. Okay, take, so I'm going to uh, I'm going to say that the the Thunder are going to win by eight tonight. I'm going to say that the, the final score is going to be 99 to 92. Okay. Or, I'm sorry, seven. <laughs> Okay, so I, I promise I did. I did. I did make it through the uh, uh, my, my math class. I mean, granted, it took me took me a couple times, but so anyway, yeah, ninety nine to ninety one. Okay. okay, I'm going with the Warriors, and I'm going to stick with my boys. I think that they can pull one out, go back to Oracle, and get the job done. If any team can, it's them. So I'm going to go Warriors win a tight one by four, one fifteen, one eleven. Damn. I'm gonna have to disagree with you, Dave. Respectfully, um, disrespectfully. Um, I'm gonna say that OKC gets it done at home. I'm gonna go with a five-point win. I'm gonna go 103 to 98. All right. All right. Solid well, if prediction. you have if you have uh, wasted the past 15 minutes of your life listening to us bullshit, pat yourself on the back. Go pour Thank yourself you. a Jack and Coke. And uh, we'll come at you next time. Oh, be sure to listen to the next podcast because we're actually going to have a real guest on. Her name is Miranda Reynolds. She's doing some amazing work here in town. And uh, that's something to look forward to. You don't have to listen to us the entire time next time. Absolutely. All right. And, uh, yeah, also be sure to uh, check out our Facebook at uh, www.facebook.com slash Queen City Podcast one, I think, right? Is that no, what we decided? I think it was. No, it's the, the Queen City yeah, Podcast. Yeah, Facebook.com so, slash the Queen City Podcast. Right. Visit the website, queencitypodcast.com, and we'll have more shit for you to check out on the next one. All right? All right. All right. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Oh, thank you.
from those who truly believe.